Hey everybody, it's Lon Seibin. It's time once again for your weekly wrap-up. And this week we're going to take another look at the Apple AirTags because as expected, we've been seeing a lot of news reports about people using these things for nefarious purposes. Just about everybody that reviewed this device when it first came out suspected there will be some wrongdoing with these things. And sure enough, that has come true. And the issue that I've got with them is that it looks like you're only getting proactively notified that one of these things is following you around if you have an iPhone. If you don't, you may have no idea that somebody is tracking you. Let's get into this right now. Now, we covered this topic back in May of 2021 when these devices first came out. And the way these AirTags are supposed to work is that if an AirTag that's not associated with your account is following you around, it will proactively push a notification to an iPhone to let you know that something is with you. And when I assigned my AirTag to a brand new iCloud account, I did in fact get a notification to tell me that an AirTag was following me. And I had it kind of follow me around for the day to see what might happen. Now, what's interesting about this is that I did get the notification. It did bring me to the app here to take steps to protect myself. But check this out. The AirTag was first seen with me at 9.30 a.m. during that test, but it didn't notify me until much later in the afternoon. And it was tracking all of my locations and stops that I was taking throughout the day before it let me know that this thing was following me around. And it surprised me that Apple really hadn't thought this through better. And sure enough, a few months later now, we're seeing story after story about how people are planting these things on others and tracking them for nefarious purposes. The good news is, is that many of these cases are resulting in arrests because these are ultimately tied to an Apple account. And I'm sure Apple can work with ISPs to figure out who's logging into that account. But nonetheless, these are being used for bad purposes. And there's really no standard around notifying people that something like this is following you around because Apple is not the only company making these things. I raised that point on a local news story about these tags. And you can uh, hear from some victims of domestic violence who had their partners plant these tags on them. Now, the technology behind the AirTag is nothing new. In fact, companies like Tile have been making these Bluetooth trackers for a long time. What separates the AirTag, though, from others is the fact that these things work with the enormous install base of iPhones to communicate their location. So every AirTag will communicate with just about every iPhone, irrespective of who owns it. So if I were to toss this thing out onto the street in New York City, every passing person who's got an iPhone in their pocket will be communicating with this thing without the knowledge of the user. This will transmit its little identification number. The phone receives that number. It then adds the GPS data from where that phone saw that ping, and then it transmits it to Apple in the background. And this is called Apple's Find My Network. And when you look at Apple's market share in the smartphone marketplace, you can imagine just how ubiquitous uh, the network is for finding these devices, which is why they work so well and why these things are much better perhaps than what other companies are offering because Apple just has the network to make them work. And because they work over Bluetooth, you can very easily obscure these things and still get locations reported. So for example here, uh, Travis McPhee, who's a great YouTuber, did a review of the AirTag right when it came out. 
and he planted one on a friend's vehicle. He just kind of shoved it under the bumper there, and it tracked his friend's car as it drove all over town, unbeknownst to his buddy. He actually tracked him down in a parking lot to surprise him. Now, that's not to say there aren't useful purposes for AirTags. In fact, I think they are very useful. I use this AirTag in my backpack when I travel to keep track of the backpack. I don't want to lose it. And when I went out for breakfast the other day in New York City, I left the backpack behind on purpose, but it sent me a notification to say, hey, we noticed the backpack isn't with you right now. You might want to go back and get it if you intended to keep it with you. And you'll also notice there at the top that my AirPods sent a notification, and that's because Apple is building this technology into their other portable products. I believe all the new iPads have it built in. The phones, I think, have it built in. Uh, you also will start seeing Apple licensing this technology to other companies. We're seeing bicycles having AirTag tech built into them as well to connect to that Find My network. And if you're trying to keep track of expensive things that you don't want to lose, it's actually pretty useful for that kind of stuff. And I think the strength of the network is what makes this such an effective tracker. And this is also why it's become such an effective device for criminals, using them for purposes other than what they were intended. Now, Apple did release a statement on February 10th in regards to what they say is unwanted tracking, otherwise known as stalking. Uh, they led off here by saying they are working very closely with law enforcement whenever one of these things is discovered on somebody. And they have been providing law enforcement whatever information they need, provided there's a warrant or subpoena to get that information. Apple reminds the reader here that every AirTag has a unique serial number and they're paired with an Apple ID. But of course, it's pretty easy to set up an Apple ID and set one up using a VPN or something that might mask the identity of the person doing it. Now, Apple did acknowledge that they've identified additional improvements that they can make in the information that they're sharing and the educational resources they're providing to law enforcement. They didn't go into detail as to what those things were, but apparently there were some things that they could be doing better, and it looks like they'll be making some behind-the-scenes changes on that. There was also some other bullet points they made here. One is that when you get a new AirTag set up, they're going to add an additional privacy warning, uh, reminding users that these are meant to track belongings and are not to be used for stalking. Uh, that should be kind of common sense, but it looks like they felt the need to put a warning up front to the user. Uh, this is kind of the equivalent of the person at the airport asking you if you packed your own bag, right? But it looks like Apple felt like that might help, I guess. Now, the rest of the statement here focuses on how iPhone users will be notified of an unwanted device following them around. Uh, apparently, up until now, if you had somebody plant an AirPod on you, the notification you would get would tell you that you have an unknown accessory detected as opposed to actually what it is. So now you'll know to look for an AirPod versus the unknown accessory. And there's a bunch of other stuff that they're doing to improve how notifications work on iPhones, but not on other devices. And that brings me to the issue of people who don't own an iPhone. How do you know, as an Android user, if somebody planted a tracking device on you? Well, without loading up an app on your phone, you won't know. The AirTag will make a noise after a certain length of time when it's away from its owner but that speaker can be disabled. Somebody could put it underneath your car like Travis did in his video, and you're never gonna hear the thing outside in your car with all the noise of traffic and everything else. Now for Android users, they do have an app that you can download to see if there is a tracker in your proximity that is tracking you, but it's something that you have to continually run yourself. It doesn't work in the background like it does with an iPhone. And I almost feel like Apple is 
kind of running a protection racket here, like, hey, we've got this stalking device out there, and yeah, we'll let you know if somebody's stalking you if you buy one of our phones. If you don't have an Apple phone, if you're not running this app or some of the other third-party apps out there, you're not going to know that somebody's tracking you. And I think the industry really needs to get their heads together here and focus on a solution that will let every smartphone user know when one of these Bluetooth trackers is following them around. The real kicker here is that Apple didn't release this tracking app until December of 2021, months after these things were out on the market. And of course, Apple is not the only game in town when it comes to Bluetooth trackers. We talked about the tile trackers earlier. Well, those are connecting up with Amazon's new sidewalk network that is designed to take the vast number of Amazon Echo devices out there in the wild and use them in the same way that Apple is using iPhones for transiting location information. These tile trackers will be communicating with Amazon Sidewalk to locate lost pets and other things. Samsung's got the Galaxy tags that make use of all the Samsung phones out there. And that's why I think we really need a standard here. Even if these devices are going to work with one phone versus the other, some way of knowing that a Bluetooth tracker is with you that's baked into the operating system that will proactively tell you that one of these things is following you around, I think is really needed at this point because an iPhone user is not going to get notified that a Tile or a Galaxy Smart Tag is with them. And I think we all need something to ensure that we are not getting spied upon with one of these cheap, low-cost Bluetooth trackers. And at the end of the day, these are running over the Bluetooth standard. This is not a hard problem to solve. They just have to get together to do it to protect the privacy of their users. Now, this week's wrap-up is being brought to you by all of you. I want to thank Lauren Runickles, who contributed via Patreon, and Jamie Delgado, who contributed via my donor box page. I also want to thank everyone who's been contributing on an ongoing basis and all of you who watch on a regular basis too because all of those things equal channel growth. If you want to support the channel, you can. You can go to lon.tv support and make a monthly or a one-time contribution to the channel. We support the YouTube membership program, Floatplane, Patreon, and of course my donor box page. And you'll find that at that support link. We have a bunch of other ways you can watch me, including my extras channel for mini reviews and supplemental content and unboxings. We have the audio version of this show at lon.tv anchor. That's my podcast feed, but I show up on all the major podcatchers out there. And if you want to watch most of my stuff ad-free, you can do so at the Amazon link you see there at the bottom at lon.tv Amazon shop. We do have my email list, which is very infrequent, but I'll email you when we've got something important going on. We also have some ways to connect with me and other viewers through our Facebook group and Discord. And then, of course, we have my store where I sell items that I purchased to review here on the channel and I'm now getting rid of. And you can sign up for an email alert for the store that's separate from my other one. And I update that email list every time we put something new on the store. And these are all the things that I actually had here on the table that I bought. And there's only one of everything, so you got to move quick when you see one of those things pop up on the store. And that is going to do it for this week's weekly wrap-up. Thank you all for your continued support and comments and all the other things you do to keep the channel uh, cranking away here. We'll be back again with more stuff to review this week and another wrap-up a week from today. That's going to do it for now. Until next time, this is Lon Seibin. Thanks for watching. This channel is brought to you by the Lon.TV supporters including Gold Level supporters Jim Tannis and Tom Albrecht, Hot Sauce and Video Games and Eric's Variety Channel, 
Brian Parker, and Frank Goldman. I'm DeBrown and Matt Zagaya. And Chris Allegretta. If you want to help the channel, you can by contributing as little as a dollar a month. Head over to lon.tv slash support to learn more. And don't forget to subscribe. Visit lon.tv slash s.